Greetings, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to Viral Transmissions, episode number 32, which we're entitling The Prophecy. Uh, I'm Joe Fulgham. Joining me, as usual, is Dr. Rob Tarswell. Uh, Viral Transmissions is brought to you by the BC Humanist Association. Uh, you can check more of them out at bchumanist.ca. Uh, let's start off with our... well. Uh, I think I guess we're starting off with the prophecy instead of the numbers. We normally one, do one year ago today. The numbers. Uh, I'll, I'll let me share this. Hold on. I'll, I'll let's sure. put it on screen. You're put the, the two uh, the dueling do one year ago today, my friends. Two fateful tweets landed on Mr. Joe Biden. Well, I can't alt-tab. I'm zooming my whole screen for some reason. There we go. Uh, we are not prepared for a pandemic. Trump has rolled back progress President Obama and I made to strengthen global health security. We need leadership that builds public trust, focuses on real threats, and mobilizes the world to stop outbreaks before they reach our shores. And he's quote-tweeting a Washington Post article uh, that discusses none of these 195 countries, the U.S. included, is fully prepared for a pandemic, report says. Yeah. That's... One year ago today. And, of course, a lot of people read that and quite likely thought, oh, Joe, what are you so worried about? There's no problem. It's fine. And one of those people, in fact, went on to become the president of the United States. And just to compare what uh, what he was talking about, do you have his... Uh, yeah, his, I, his, uh... I do love some of these, like, Creepy Joe, the scare tactics and fear-mongering doesn't work anymore. We, the people, are a lot smarter than you. Trump 2020 from... Dan Mull, 64774209. Good work, Comrade Muller. <laughs> and when you go, he ha he's barely tweeted since that point. Like Fascinating, yeah. fascinating. Yeah, just we'll be hearing more from Comrade Muller, uh, or whatever his new sock puppet is, in the next week. Yeah. Let's get the other one up here. And that same day... From Here's what the Republican candidate had to say. President of the United States, Donald J. Trump. <laughs> to Tim, the button on the iPhone was far better than the swipe. <laughs> oh, America. Oh, America. <laughs> so, uh, we all know which fellow's view carried the day. And here we are. And now, with that perspective, we can talk about the numbers. Let's and they might make the numbers. And not only are there people saying that he was fear-mongering, there's also recent replies in the tweets there saying, oh, so you knew about coronavirus before it happened. Like, uh, like there's never been a pandemic ever in the history of the world before the coronavirus, the fake coronavirus. yeah. He's the literally Wuhan quoting virus. an article that points out they're not ready, and mm. all these experts say you need to be ready. Like, <sighs> all right, world numbers are up to forty-three point three million cases. That is up uh, three million. We were at forty point three uh, last week. That's that is a slight increase. Still growing about seven percent a week. Yeah, uh, not good. 
uh, 1.16 million deaths. It's 1.158, but we rounded up. That is another 40,000 deaths. Again, it was 40,000 death increase the week before as well. Yeah. Uh, in international news, France has passed a million cases. How are they doing overall? Let's take a look at, uh, I've got that. Oh, not well. France is fifth in the world. Uh, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, that's that's not good at all. Um, total cases, uh, USA leads the world with uh, 8.889 million, India with 7.9, Brazil 5.3. And then we drop down to the ones, Russia at 1.5 million. I have seen some articles that are very much questioning Russia's numbers, though, that that they're doing information security and not telling people the truth. Well, there are lots of videos and images leaked of uh, bodies in sheets yeah. just being stacked up in places where you don't ordinarily see bodies. Yeah, and you don't have to do that if your weekly new deaths is, as they report, 229. I I really think Russia's much, much worse off than they're claiming. Uh, and then after Russia, mm. we've got France at number five, 1.138 million. Spain is also in the million club, as is Argentina and Colombia. Peru. You got a graph there you can throw up? Uh, it's not a graph, but I can show all the folks. At I home. can show this list. This is from worldmeters.info/coronavirus. Uh, all right, let's just share that. No, who asks what's going on with Belgium and Czech Republic? Scary growth, indeed. Yeah, uh, yeah. right now is definitely in the middle of its second wave. It is now in terms of new cases uh, as a whole ahead of the US. Although the US is rapidly catching up as its growth spikes to vertical. Um, the US broke its own daily case record on Thursday, hitting 77,000 new cases, and it broke it on Friday with 83,000 new cases. We await the Monday data. But of course, here at home, we're not that far behind. Uh, in terms of uh, record-breaking case growth, certainly in British Columbia, that's what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. We'll have a graph for that for you in a second. So I'm. This one is uh, total cases per one million population. We've got some relatively okay. small populations here up at the top. Andorra, yeah, fifty-two thousand per one million. Um, now that's only four thousand cases, but there's only seventy-seven thousand people on the island. Uh, right. of Andorra or Andorra is an island aren't they I I think anyway social studies is too far in the rear view mirror right? man Qatar Bahrain Aruba uh, French Guiana then we get down to Israel with a 9 million population and they are at 33,000 cases per million uh, yeah. 309,000 and uh, USA is number 11 on this which is just terrifying because their total number is 331 million right that that this they're a gigantic country this bunch of matches that just keeps making more matches in this yeah country of yeah. matches you're all match heads <laughs> here it comes uh it is just uh, Andorra is oh. a sovereign landlocked microstate on the Iberian Peninsula. Oh, it's almost an island. So, so, so the the opposite of an island, I think, is is what the folks at home are saying. <laughs> but a peninsula so not, is almost you. an island. 
on the French Spain. Apparently, oh, but it's we know the least. So it's... We know the least about Andorra I... of uh, everybody in the audience. So this is where they all just sign off I'm looking and up. suddenly here, realize. Uh, here we go. I'm just that they've given us way too much of their time on Sunday night for the last. We're doing it. We're this is months. this is how you look. Th- oh, look at that! <laughs> look at it! It's so we, Rob. It's wow. so we. Okay, we have to hold on. We so, are okay. The real question. Okay, why is Andorra? And no doubt there yeah. is going to be some yeah, yeah. bizarre, yeah, re- uh, reason from medieval history that has to do with some duke. Or something. All right, come on, Andorra, load up, baby. Here we go. Oh, there it is. There. Okay. So it's founded by a highway. It's very beautiful. Uh, is that a highway? It is a highway. It's highway it. Yeah. The highway around Andorra. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh, interesting. Not an island. Today I learned. And it's right between France and Spain? Okay. Yep. So you have France yep. up there, Spain there, Andorra right there. How did Andorra. they stay? I well, Someday we will learn the history of Andorra. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Let's. And not surprisingly, the fact that it is the opposite of an island gives it outrageous case numbers since it right. probably has almost no ability to control the inflow. Yep. Of and when France and Spain send their people to Andorra, they're not sending their best. They're sending the unmasked. I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, we're still not even through our numbers. USA, 8.9 million cases, as mentioned. That's up uh, half a million new cases. Yeah. And 230,000 deaths. That's up 5,000. Uh, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, they broke their, the on Thursday, they broke their one day case record with 77,000 new cases. And then on Friday, they broke that record again with 83,000 new cases. Uh, and, Ooh, baby. and the state of North Dakota, which is where Sturgis was held, is now the second highest global infections per capita in the world. Uh, behind the Czech Republic. Behind the Czech Republic, who are just. They were doing so well. Their initial, like you look at, uh, here, I'll, I'll just share this one. Um, we've got this graph of the Czech Republic uh, here. And you'll notice their first little uh, little lump. Whoops. This is their first wave here down in uh, mid-March into April. A little tiny bump. And they're like, nah, we know how masks work and social distancing. We, we've... we've that's true. The Czech Republic right. was really, really early and aggressive with masks. People would make them, hang them on trees, hang them on fences. Yeah. They were just out there available to the public. And kawamo. And I'm not sure what's going on. Something happened at the beginning of July, and then it just yep. went... The takeoff started in August, it looks like, or late July. Yeah, it just... And they just never... And now it's spiking vertical. Uh, this is a seven-day rolling average. Uh... This is per million people, so we're at over a thousand per million. So, point one percent new. So, what? Yeah, one tenth of a percent of their population is, each day is is a new case, and that's just rising. Like that's another thing. Even if it leveled off here and went straight across, boop, still be every day. One tenth right. of their population getting it. 
Awful. Doesn't look like it's under control just yet. No, no. This is uh, this is bad news for us. It's bad news for the world. Bad news for Czechoslovakia. Uh, where else are we at? Uh, oh, Trump super spreader event is up to forty three cases. More on that later. Canada. More on that later. We we've been we felt pretty good about Canada. Now we're both Rob and I in our little pre show discussion. We're a little oh, uh, come on fellow canadians and and actually i was talking about increasing my own uh my own security measures i i have a as i've had a whole roommate thing going on my new roommate's great but because he's great it means we're hanging out now but i think we're gonna have to get to since he actually goes out into the world i'm we're gonna have to mask up when we interact which is gonna be weird wearing a mask in the house but i think it's just gonna have to happen uh yeah so we're at 216,000 cases. That is 18,000 new cases in Canada. And we are at 9,946 deaths. That is an, a new 186 since last week's show. Yeah. Uh, we are third in deaths among industrialized nations with population less than 20 million. What is it? Less than 20 million? We have great, greater, greater than 20 million. There we go. It's greater yeah. than. I'm, Behind Italy and the UK. So yeah. Canada? We're not doing as great as we like to tell ourselves. And like that's kind of a common Canadian thing. Yeah. Well, we're not as bad as America, so we're actually very, very good. Right. No. Mm-mm-mm. And also, why not be great? Why not be amazing at fighting right. coronavirus? Like that's the one thing where I'm like, granted, it didn't it's if it's not gonna grow out of control, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But what if we do even better so that even less of us get it? Eh? Uh-huh. Why not? Everybody wins. So uh, also in the numbers, Spinco, who we've mentioned a few times, they are now up to 85 cases from a Spinco class. Don't go to a gym. Get your exercise outside. Outside or at home. Or at home. Mm. Sign up for online fitness classes, YouTube videos. Stay fit. That's important. Yeah. Uh, walking is good too. Like you might think I don't want to go jogging in the cold weather, bundle up, go for a walk, do it a little longer, Mm -hmm. the, like the same distance that you would jog and you'll burn pretty much the same calories, uh, as you would from a jog. It'll just take you longer. So just do that, walk that jog or walk that run, Uh, you know, listen to a podcast or something. Uh, and also Rob, this link says, and now a Hamilton basketball club has an outbreak. Yeah. So Spinco is in Hamilton. So uh, Hamilton just seems to be like many, many places. Uh, we're about to look at some BC stats. Um, not only is the Spinco outbreak up to 85, but now a basketball club has an outbreak. So apparently there was an uh, intramural basketball league in Hamilton that, um, well, has now been zapped. But Spinco, better watch out because now that the Rose Garden Super Spreader event's up to 43. They're coming for you. <laughs> yeah, right. So I don't know who's going to stay ahead. Uh, I don't know who's going to stay ahead, but we're going to be watching this story. It's going to be Spinco versus the Rose Garden. Yeah. The race to the finish. And uh, we have BC's increases here broken down with a pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, this one's interesting. So, um, so we've got we've the got first two one. Ways looking, two ways of looking at the data. The uh, that blue spiking graph is Fraser South, which for um, those who don't know, those are the cities of Surrey and Delta. Uh, 
all of all of BC is broken up into health regions, and the largest health region is Fraser Health, and Fraser Health is divided into a bunch of subregions. For reasons we don't understand, Surrey and Delta just have skyrocketing cases. Um, mm-hmm. Some regions, you know, are obviously they're showing a little bit of increase. Vancouver itself um, is actually flat, maybe even ticking down a little bit, but the overall picture that's, that's is is not a good one. The uh, yeah. I think that, uh, that gray line is Fraser North, so um, which also is showing some increases. And Fraser East, the other climbing brown line, again they've shown a tripling of their cases. And if we show the data the other way, um, that that second uh, graph. the second graph, yeah. Uh, what region yeah. am I in, Rob? Where's Where's Burnaby located in these? You, uh, you're in Fraser Health because Fraser Health starts at the at Boundary Road, so Burnaby's in Fraser Health. So uh, Fraser West would be would be you guys. South, north, east, west. I don't see Fraser West on here. It's oh, sorry, south, Fraser north. north. Yeah, so for, in Fraser North okay. is Burnaby. Then Fraser South is Surrey Delta. Okay. Fraser East is everything over the uh, Portman Bridge. Okay, so mine's yeah. <laughs> ah, and we got some insight from Nowu. I think Dr. Henry mentioned that Fraser South has a lot of workers. That's interesting. That could, that something, there's got to be something explaining this. Uh, uh, that sorry, great, you broke big, up there, Rob, a lot of what workers? Frontline workers. Ah, oh yeah, okay. Which, all right, so. Are the Fraser areas rural or suburban? Uh, Fraser East is semi-rural, so it would be smaller cities and towns like... Uh, well, I mean, it's not even really that rural, but it's going to encompass rural areas. So Abbotsford, Chilliwack, which are about 80, 100,000, um, all the way out to like Agassiz, uh, Harrison, which are going to be small towns of under 10,000. So, uh, and then lots of farmland in the middle, but Fraser North and Fraser South are essentially urban. Fraser South though does have quite a bit of agricultural land mm-hmm. reserve farmland, but by, by and large, the bulk of the population is going to be Surrey and, and Delta, which together, I think are around a million people. So we've, we've mentioned Richmond before this magenta right here, uh, very large Chinese population and very much a mask, uh, a culture of mask wearing. And it really yeah, masks like- avoiding. Uh, so the, the, there was information um, because a lot of folks in Richmond still maintain contact with folks back home, mm-hmm. whether that's uh, Hong Kong or China. Um, there was a lot of information from there early on saying this thing absolutely is airborne. And the malls in January were empty in Richmond. It was surreal. It was so unusual that there were like stories in the news of photographs of empty food courts in malls in richmond Mm -hmm. and well to the victor go the spoils they got on the masks early they got out of crowded indoor spaces early and richmond's doing extremely well Mm -hmm. so you know when i gotta go to ikea because i need i need some (laughs) prefab pine in my life i go to richmond ikea where everybody (laughs) wears a mask and everybody stays apart and nobody nobody's pissy about it it's just (laughs) lovely yeah yeah. Yeah. Nice stuff. All right. Let's get that off. There we go. What yep. else uh, we got? Last ter- er, er, mentions. I've heard Toronto has gone up as well. Yes. Ontario is exploding. Quebec is exploding. 
Uh, BC is now, I think, number three, or it's between us and Alberta. So Canada is not doing as well as it was in the summer when we had our cases flat as well. But this is something that a lot of the public health agencies talk about, which was this idea that there would be a summer lull and cases would start to skyrocket in the winter as we all began congregating indoors again. Ah, moving on, on to news. We're, we're done with the numbers. So these are some fabulous new billboards that have recently appeared. Uh, I don't know if they're in Times Square or near Times Square. Maybe a ski meal has gone by them. If you, you can tell us if you've seen them. Uh, here's Jared Kushner from a Vanity Fair interview on September the 17th, 2020. New Yorkers are going to suffer and that's their problem. Um, and then beside that, we've got a, a lovely image. Yeah, so here's a larger picture of the entire. Um, yeah, are those body bags at the bottom? I'm not sure what, what I mean, that there's certainly they could be meant to symbolize. Yeah. Mm, I believe that's what those are. Yeah. So to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your ass down. Be able to lay eyes on these live would be glorious. So there's a second one there beside Jared of Ivanka. And that's her, the pose she was holding when she was advertising the beans. And it shows that as of early last week, the total number of uh, dead New Yorkers are in the neighborhood of around 33,000. And then against 222,000 dead Americans, obviously, you know, those numbers are high, particularly the, the American one. Um, oh. Don't babe, you'll catch ocular COVID-19. Can I get it twice? In both eyes, yeah. Right. <laughs> Calling it cute couple of the week. Right there in the chat. Uh, aren't they so, sweet the way that they don't give a shit about people dying? Oh, not 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 Jared and Ivanka. Ischemia and Skimmy Lover. Oh. Okay. Our- I didn't get your reference, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so of course. Uh, Jared and Ivanka being um, ultra-wealthy elitist pricks have done what ultra-wealthy elitist pricks always do when they don't like the message is try to sue their way out of it. Uh, so they've sent a... They've threatened a lawsuit. They sent a cease and desist letter to the Lincoln Project, and the Lincoln Project has had a lovely response which will... Um, Oh, it looks like Joe's grabbing that link to put in the yeah. uh, to put in the chat. Basically saying, "Sorry, kids. Thanks to gross nepotism, you're now public figures, and you don't get the same rules that private folks get anymore." Ha ha! Suck it. See you at um, or uh, see you at Discovery if you decide to go there. The whole letter's worth reading. It's lovely. You know, I, I uh, toothy toothy legal writing uh once in a while i wouldn't make a steady diet of it but you know a little bit once in a while as a treat is okay and uh it's it's not even that long of a letter especially if you just skip the footnotes which are the uh the the, the legal precedents and this is where this was stated and here are the footnotes um yeah so they're they've argued on multiple fronts that uh yeah public figures so you don't get the same rights as private citizens in fact what we're saying is completely accurate haha yeah and, um they also they made weird <laughs> claims like ms trump never made any such <laughs> but in fact she uh 
she did endorse a commercial product in July, posting a picture of herself holding that can of beans, um, which uh, I forget the the caption. If it's Goya, it has to be good. If it's Goya, it has to be good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Wow. We may not get actual justice, but we can get mockery, and that's okay. Well, yeah. It's not okay, but we'll take whatever tiny drop of water we get in this gross desert of horror. Just remember that once the election's over, the Lincoln Project goes back to being your enemies. <laughs> like- that's right. They're, I mean, they're great right now, but don't fool yourselves, right? January 20th. After 12 o'clock. Okay. Thanks, Lincoln Project. Yeah. They will be the ones trying to pull Biden to the right if he wins. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You notice you're not hearing much from the rush to get uh, ACB into the Supreme Court. You're not hearing a word about that. So uh, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Yeah. Uh, Other news. Um, There was some information that came out of the, the Toronto Star last week. Uh, indicating that uh, a lot of uh, folks are showing up with much more advanced cancers than are being used to being seen in cancer clinics. And if you recall, through the spring and the summer, a lot of people were afraid of going to hospitals, and so they were riding it out at home. And even emergency rooms were like, okay, we're used to seeing X number of heart attacks a week, X number of strokes a week. We're seeing numbers way, way down there. The only reasonable explanation is there are people at home having heart attacks, people at home having strokes, and they're just not coming in. Same thing with cancer. People who would ordinarily get caught sooner, diagnosed, and put onto treatment sooner are waiting until their malignancies are primary tumors are larger, the malignancies are much more advanced. And this is another consequence of the pandemic that people are frightened and staying away from healthcare because they're afraid (laughs) of the virus and ending up in pretty deep trouble in some instances in this you know in this case it's it's patients who've been putting off cancer care unfortunately and i suspect you know even though this isn't the star this isn't the only place where this is happening so again you know if you have medical needs get them addressed right clinics are being safe hospitals are being safe there are ways to treat you that are that reduce the risk as much as possible and there are some serious diseases that people have that are much more immediately dangerous than the coronavirus. If you've got crushing chest pain, call an ambulance. Don't walk it off. I'll be fine. That's my first medical (laughs) editorial for the night. (laughs) Okay. You're first. First of many. Uh, Oh, it's time for the delicious story. (laughs) Oh, my God. The one that this is from another planet. Um, yeah, so you all remember Michael Caputo, who is, uh, who makes a semi-regular, uh, crosses our desk, crosses the wire, mm-hmm. uh, has crossed the wire a couple times, most recently episode 27, when we showed that Facebook stream that he made to all his fans talking about left-wing death squads and, assassination threats and the country collapsing into civil war if trump loses the election well he's gone on to friendlier matters 
Um, up until very recently, there was, I kid you not, a $250 million campaign proposed to use mall Santas, yes, shopping mall Santas, to promote the coronavirus vaccine. And the way they were going to do that was by offering them early access to the vaccine. <clears throat> so we give you the vaccine and you pimp the vaccine with little kitties on your knee. Doesn't matter if you want a Red Rider, double action, single carbine, BB rifle. <laughs> You'll put your eye out. But while you're getting treated for that eye you put out, have you considered the importance of the coronavirus vaccine? Ho, yeah. ho, ho. That's the... And there's the, the, the beautiful thing is there's this pull quote from the article. Um, if you and your colleagues are not essential workers, I don't know what is, Mr. Caputo said on the call, which was recorded by Mr. Irwin and provided to the uh, Wall Street Journal. I cannot wait to tell the president, Mr. Caputo said at another point about the plan. He's going to love this. Mr. Irwin said on the call, since you would be doing Santa a serious favor, Santa would definitely reciprocate. Mr. Caputo said, and I quote, I'm in, Santa, if you're in. Well, unfortunately, the plug got pulled on that. <laughs> so... His line, if you're not essential workers, I don't know what is. He's right. He doesn't know what essential workers are. Mall Santas yeah. are not essential workers. Like, if anything, they would be a lined up super spreading event if those Santas were not vaccinated. Like, you're going to. Imagine yeah, like, he leads in uh, close to every single now whisper in Santa's ear what you want for Christmas as he's blah blahing over the kid like this. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's absolutely wild. It's absolutely wild. And um it brings back there's a there's a journalist who I follow, uh Josh Marshall, who's the editor of the Talking Point memo. And um, he came up with his own version of Occam's razor called Trump's razor, which is that if you're trying to understand why Trump has said or done something that he has said or done, it is almost certainly the case that the stupidest possible explanation is the truth. <laughs> and uh, again and again, you know, who came up with the Santa plan? stupid people that's who came up with the santa plan yeah yeah what's it, what amazes me is that it didn't go forward who decided not to spend 250 million dollars campaign to have mall santas pimping the vaccines that don't exist yet and won't until after christmas it's just like the worst season of the apprentice like it's just fucking doughheads trying to market their non-existent product of the, yeah. whatever the vaccine is. And so quite a spectacular example of Trump's razor. The only piece I can't figure out is how this plan got stopped. Yeah, I <laughs> I think, yeah, there there's a movie or maybe even a TV series in there somewhere about the brave government workers who have pulled off 
like getting in the way of these colossal clusterfucks with like super clever subtle maneuvers to like shut them down because mm-hmm. of I don't right. know some right. kind of redirection to paperwork that needs to get done right yeah yeah oh wow good job Mal Santos yeah okay Third. Nanaimo bathtub race update by which I don't mean the Nanaimo bathtub race <laughs> but I mean school closures in British Columbia uh, yeah the, the uh... first bathtub is down the first bathtub is down Kelowna school closes until November 4th due to a COVID-19 outbreak L'Ecole de Lens au Sable. I'm assuming that's a French immersion school. And uh, they have closed down. That's in a small city in the middle of BC uh, called Kelowna. Uh, I believe about a quarter million people, maybe 200,000. I'd have to look it up to be sure. But uh, around here, around these parts, that counts as a medium-sized city. in a province of 5 million people. Yeah. And... Um, 11 people tested positive. So ultimately, it was a staff shortage. Uh, so 11 positive tests, 160 isolated. We'll see if... Uh, we'll see if that goes anywhere. We'll keep keeping an eye on that story. I got a feeling that's not going to be the last school. That is not the last bathtub. 11 staff and students, like at the school, and how long were they interacting before they went oh you 11 like yeah this well yeah the fact that 160 are isolating is suggestive that there was a lot of swirling and like a lot of swirling going on and again so we've got that little bunch of matches going off but how many of them went home and then lit other little batches of matches which then went out from there and oh wow yep 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 here we are wow school's important yeah. Not getting a life-changing virus, also important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Speaking bad. of which, <laughs> you want to set this next one up for us, Joe? Oh, the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, this is the video that has made uh, is an international viral sensation from right here in Vancouver. Some folks got into an argument on a bus in Vancouver, and uh, as it was heating up verbally, somebody decided to start filming... And this is what they filmed. Hey, come on. What's wrong with you is he got spit on. I think that was a fair response. Uh, is this going to be slow mo? I think it's just the slow mo version. So I think he was he was um, challenging her about not wearing a mask. And uh, at some point, she decides to spit on him right on his face. Yeah. And. She found herself on the sidewalk. Uh, yeah, fair. I think that was fair. I don't think she needed to get hit any more than that. Uh, but I think getting her off the bus and away from other people quickly and maybe giving her a little bit of a skinned knee, was uh, that was a fair result from her spitting on somebody. That's pretty gross. I... I, I try to imagine, you know, how would I react in that situation? And... 
you know, I can I can see versions of myself where the red mist takes over. Yeah, I would. It looked to me like that guy thought it through, right? He didn't punch her. He didn't like try to damage her. He just pushed her out of the bus like hard. You're getting off the bus now. Yeah. And I'm going to make it happen. And I can understand the desire to do more. But uh, I, I like if I'm the judge and one of them is calling for like uh, some kind of charge for assault, I'd be like. You both assaulted each other. It's even now. Right? She spit on you. That's awful. You pushed her off the bus and she skidded on the ground. That's bad, too. So uh, now you're done. I'm guessing he won't have a problem finding a pro bono defense lawyer (laughs) if it does come to a charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, spitting, Spitting on somebody is assault. That is that is established in law. Like you spit, that's assault. If you spit on somebody, and you're allowed to defend yourself, and you're allowed to defend yourself when somebody assaults you. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. There, Sounds so, like the- there. There could totally be arguments that one is worse than the other, but I think what's fair now is to go. Yeah, you both. She was an asshole. You pushed her hard. You're done. Yeah. 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 All right. So. <laughs> Other big news today. I don't know if you heard it, but the essentially the, the United States government formally surrendered to the coronavirus in a brief ceremony on the White House lawn. Uh, we have not-so-exclusive video here for you. Uh, White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows announcing the surrender. So Chief of Staff, so this is the guy, he's like the, the guy in, uh, in West Wing uh, who's always talking to the president, right? We're not going to control the pandemic. We are going to control the fact that we get uh, vaccines, therapeutics, and other mitigation areas because, because it is a contagious virus, just like the flu. Well, we are making efforts to contain it, and, and that's it's what we need to do is make sure that we have the proper mitigation factors, whether it's therapies or vaccines or treatments, to make sure that people don't die from this. But to suggest that we're going uh-huh. to actually quarantine all of America, lock down our economy, well, that they are. Joe Biden's saying that. He says, lock everybody down. We're gonna have we're gonna have a dark we're gonna have a dark winter. We're gonna have a dark winter. Well, that's not the dark no, winter, what, Mark Meadows. No, that's Joe Biden's re- the health officials did not say dark winter. Those were Joe Biden's words. When we look at the ink when 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 we look when we look at the number of cases increasing what we have to do is make sure that we fight it with therapeutics and vaccines take proper mitigation factors in terms of social distancing and masks when we can and when we when we look at this what we're we're going to defeat it jake because what we are we're americans we do that and this president is leading while joe biden is sitting there suggesting that we're going to mandate masks so, Play that first sentence again. Yeah. We're not going to control the pandemic. We are going to control the fact that we... We're not going to control the pandemic. So... The United States surrenders to the coronavirus. Uh, yeah, I totally... And I... 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 I partway through that, I figured out what his viewpoint on this is. And why he's so upset that other people don't agree. Because as he's saying, we're not going to control it. Instead, we're going to have all the treatments. We're going to have all the drugs and the va- eventually mm. vaccine and stuff. 
That's a rich guy plan. That's a plan for him and mm-hmm, his butt, sure. right? Because we already yeah. uh, Chris Christie got it, and then he got the million and a half dollar uh, super not interferon the uh, monoclonal regeneron regeneron. That's right. So they get the super expensive. If you get it, they you get the, and you get it bad. You get the super expensive treatment. And that's what he's saying. He's like, going, look, it's worked for Trump and it's worked for Chris Christie. Us rich guys will be fine. We're just going to have these super expensive treatments. It'll be OK. And fuck everybody else is the unsaid part of that. Like, why should I bother with the one point five dollar mask on my face when I can get the one point five million dollar monoclonal antibody mix? Yeah. Yeah. I... My freedom. Well, my freedom as a rich guy, as a rich white guy, right? Like, mm, like mm. if you're, again, if you're like a rich white guy who can afford that treatment, should you need it? And you're also believing, yeah. look, the chances are I'll get it and it won't be that bad. But if it is that bad, I can afford the treatment. And so that's all it takes is just, uh, you know, I'll catch it. And if I need it, I'll get the treatment. And if not, I'll be fine and I'll be immune like our glorious president. And in the meantime, we're not going to control the pandemic. Yeah, uh, among among the non-wealthy populace. That's what the like yeah. he's adding that on at the end. Among the non-wealthy populace, we're not going to you people have to go to work. You don't get to get protected and you also don't get to have these treatments that I'm talking about. Yeah. Sigh. Okay. Now, why might we have a dark winter? It's time to look at Science Roundup. <laughs> Just uh, oh, I'm doing a Sharon. Uh... Oh, this is a video, too. Okay. Is it a video? Uh, yeah. Okay, there's multiple things. There's pictures, too. Yeah, there's, some, there's, a, there's a really nice... Uh, oh, so you can put up the, basically Wrong. that diagram. That would be really... Okay, you like the so, well i guess we can show those videos yeah so this is this is a comparison of how well how well twitter can encode video (laughs) look at it what the hell's going on (laughs) so this this is video of uh, mouse airway uh mucus production and clearance of foreign particles under nice humid conditions versus not humid conditions so that's the nice humid one right there that's that's humid okay yeah, and so then, that's not clearance. And then here's, oh, this is dry. So a lot less part, a lot fewer particles getting cleared. Tracks in general going a lot slower. And the basic idea is in the winter when there's less in the air, because the air gets colder and it can't hold as much moisture. Um, the mucus in our airways gets thinner. So you see on the left, we've got that nice thick mucus. Trap particles stay on the mucus. They don't make it down to the cell layer. And those little hairs, the cilia, sweep the particles up. It's called the mucociliary escalator. Well, in the winter, that mucus layer gets thin, so there's a lot more contact with respiratory epithelium and therefore a lot more opportunities to invade and become infected. And this right here is generally why wintertime is respiratory virus season, because there's less humidity, you've got less mucus in your lungs, and it's just easier for viruses to okay. infect you. Um, so uh, this virologist is, is 
advocating as part of a campaign. Keep your relative humidity. If you can control your relative keep it over 50, ideally over 60% as a way of combating um, infectious risk. So that would be trying to a keep humidifier? In the air. Uh, well, it could be a humidifier, although those if, if you're not cleaning your it comes with infectious risks of its own. <laughs> but you certainly don't want to be dehumidifying the air. Right. So maybe I yeah. should just be boiling a pot of water on the stove every once in a while? That is, <laughs> I, I guess that's something, that would be very old-timey, yeah. but that is a thing that, yeah, yeah, people used to do. You can put the old hood over and uh, inhale from the pot, right? Oh, yeah. I, and... Yeah, yeah. I remember that when clearing out my just totally plugged up head as, as a youth. Yeah, for sure. That, it works, you, right? And you put some Vicks VapoRub in the hot water. Yeah. Yep, yep. Oh, I love it. I want to do it now. It's been so long. Hmm. Anyway, uh, interesting. Brings you back. Interesting. So, uh, yeah. does my asthma and the fact that it produces extra mucus in my lungs all the time actually protect me? Um, it's probably possibly not, because yeah. that mucus is just going to dry up, and you're just going to end up with mucus plugging, oh. which is, happens to people with asthma. And so then, uh, the mucus plugging is the is is part of the problem why you can't get good air exchange across all the area of your lung because you know little pockets of lung are blocked off with mucus plugs mm. no who asks would a humidifier and, at home protect you later when you're at costco i mean i guess so I like you build up your mucus, you build up your <laughs> mucus know. in your lungs with yeah. the nice moist air and then you go to costco yeah. and it probably takes a while for it to go away in the dry air right but how long is a while? I don't yeah. know. I don't know yeah, if anybody yeah. knows. Yeah. Could be pretty fast. I mean, your lungs, if we were to actually lay them out flat, lay out all the air exchanging, gas exchanging area, it's the size of a tennis court. So it does not take long to evaporate off a surface that large. All right, we got Good some... Good question. No answer. This is kind of some numbers as well, this one here. This is this uh, is the thing that scares me. Another example of uh, here's how exponential growth works, folks. We've been talking, yeah, we've been talking about this a lot, like w with the matches metaphor, and just the more people that are infected, the more it will spread. Get infected. Yeah, the mm -hmm. more we'll get infected, and you can see it see here in the days to to, to an extra ten million. Right, the first ten million took one hundred and seventy six days. The next one took 44 days, and then it slowed down a little, right? Because people yeah. started reacting. 37 days, 31 days. Those numbers should be increasing, right? Like, until they start... Or, or flat. Or... Right? If R0 if our is 1, the reproductive number is 1, then yeah. the time to get from 10 to 20, 20 to 30... Just increasing, increase until we get to zero, like until it's it can't reach there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But when our zero goes below one, then those. But that's not what's happening. Trump is right. We have turned a corner on the coronavirus. Unfortunately, that corner is on the y-axis, and it's gone straight up. Yeah. 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 A little medical math joke. <laughs> Hilarious deaths. Deaths are hilarious, as is long-term damage to your heart. 
It's just a, it's a song you're working on. And your brain and your kidneys. And your kidneys. And possibly your liver and, and maybe your balls. I use most of those organs still. I imagine. Fuck that kidney, though. I don't need it. It's useless. Uh, An exercise to the audience to guess which one of those organs. (laughs) Uh, I'm so sad. Now, interesting. Uh, One thing that we've, you know, we haven't talked talked about a ton, but uh, for every detected case, it's estimated that there are probably nine or 10 going undetected. Mm. So when we say that there are 40 million detected cases, that means potentially 400 million cases actually happening around the world. And at current rates of growth, uh, as soon as we hit, as soon as we surpass 100 million cases, then potentially we're looking at a billion cases. Uh, And that's not out of reach based on current rates of case acceleration. That's not out of reach for the new year. Ah, yeah. Exciting, exciting stuff. You know, this is the spooky season, and that was pretty spooky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the are we on track for billions of... Ca- oh, that wait, that's not the link. Hold on. Where? Should be the link, isn't it? Uh, did, I, did I grab the wrong link? Yeah, it's the wrong link. It's because the, the link is actually doubling time. Global oh, it's further down. It's further it's, down. Here's the link. Here's the link. I got it. It's further down the thread with the red and the blue graph. Uh, oh, there it is. I got the it. audience will have it before Joe has it. Boom. And the quote, the, the money quote, I know that billions of infections by early 2021 sounds implausible, but that's the wonder of exponential growth. We're currently well above 400,000 counted cases globally each day. At 5 to 10% case identification fraction, that's 4 to 8 million infections. It adds up. Yep. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. So smooth cases versus raw cases, and off we go. Um, we're going to find out. So what I want... I mean, I want the same thing from Santa that Michael Caputo wants. I want a vaccine. Mm-hmm. I just hope I don't have to spend $250 million to get it. <laughs> uh, well, so this is kind of a good news graph. I like this. I like that we finally get to show after all this darkness. Yeah. A little bit of science came out of Carnegie Mellon last week on masks. And on the x-axis, percent wearing masks in public most or all the time. On the uh, y-axis, percent who know someone with COVID-19 symptoms. And what do you know? The higher the percentage of public mask wearing, the lower the likelihood you know somebody with coronavirus symptoms. Masks work. Wear a mask. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is a pretty solid uh, trend right there. Yeah, yeah. And and again, like not a hundred percent, but like like we say with why don't you do what? Well, like I said earlier, why don't you do better with COVID? What what we're really doing 
is just lowering that number, that chance of you getting it as much as possible. Uh, I right. remember we had, oh, no, that's our good thing of the week was the Chris Christie quote. Uh, I'll wait until we get to that. I like this, though. That was a good, that's a good graph. Hooray for that graph. Uh, hooray for masks. Yeah, we kind of have a theme. We got a theme for a good thing of the week. Yeah. Uh, and then disinformation slash scams. No. Let's not share this. We can just walk through. I'll give them the link. There's the link. Sure. Uh, so in our disinformation section, this is a really great article from Scientific American. We've talked about most of this. Uh, yeah, we've talked about all these, and we we kind of we constantly part of part of the reason we started this show was in anticipation of disinformation and wanting to be an anti disinformation source, also known as an information Infer- source. Information source. Yeah. Information. That's what we want. <laughs> So number one, the virus you, was engineered in a laboratory in China. We want information. Why did you resign? Sorry, it's an old callback to the prisoner for any fans of '60s art house television. Yeah. So the yeah the virus was not engineered in a lab in China. Um, people believe it because it is part of a constant disinformation campaign, and it allows people who spread that to deflect attention away. From their own actions, particularly government level actors. Even Couldn't if, possibly be even if it were true, wear a mask, practice social distancing, wash your hands. Uh, why why do they have to say that and also not want to wear masks? Right? Right? Yeah. That's the Asian cultural virus is distancing masks, hand washing. That's a good right? culture, if you ask me. Right, because frankly, yeah, Southeast Asia was on top of that way ahead of us. And listen, way ahead of us. if I know one thing about, quote, white culture, it's all about stealing the good stuff from other cultures. So let's keep doing that. Or just stealing, period. I mean, yeah, stealing, period. We're a culture of thieves. Right. I mean, there's no such thing as white culture. I I hope ev- like hope everybody gets that I recognize that like white culture is white is bullshit. Like white white just means you, people aren't going to treat me racist. That's all it means. It's a group of different cultures that got together and went. Let's all pretend that we're the same because our skin's the same looking sort of. Uh, but like yeah, there's no such thing as white culture, except for maybe the stealing thing. It's the common, maybe it's the know, common trait. You can be Scottish and be proud, but you can't really be white and be proud. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like I 100 percent be proud of being Scottish, be proud of being Irish if you really want. And those cultures have some great stuff. But like white, like it's been it's been like redefined constantly over like like Italians used to not be white in America. The Irish also used right? to not be white. The Irish were also mm. not white. Now they're about as white mm-hmm. as you can get because. Right, because I don't know, because they joined in on the stealing culture. Is that it? I, that's not what this show's about. We're not experts, but we get it enough like that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm sorry. I just needed to sidetrack into that. Yeah, they're still not sure if Jews are white or not. Number two, COVID nineteen is no worse than the flu. Oh well, we learned pretty early that's not the case. 10 to 20 times the fatality rate of the flu. Yeah. Uh, 15% in large studies now showing uh, carrying chronic symptoms, including lung scarring. Flu doesn't do anything like that. I mean, the flu is associated with um, significant morbidity, mortality. People with flus can get heart attacks. They can get strokes. That's why we recommend flu vaccines mm-hmm. 
every year, but here's a disease that's 10 to 20 times more fatal than the flu. We never needed to bury people in mass graves in Central Park because of the flu, except for the Spanish influenza epidemic of 1918. Even that flu wasn't the flu. It became the flu. It became less virulent over time. Hmm. And now is just known as influenza subtype H1N1. But uh, hmm. coronavirus, not just the flu. Uh, number three, you don't need to wear a mask. Ah, yeah. So this, I think, was... Um, there was some legitimacy to the idea of do masks work, do they not work? Uh, and But pretty rapidly, I think the CDC by, I think, March, fe late February, early March, came to consensus that, you know, actually masks are important, an important mm -hmm. barrier to infection prevention. Um, Canadian public health agencies agreed, but wouldn't mandate masks. So they would say things like, yes, masks are a measure you can take. So I think for whatever reason, in Canada especially, we've been really soft on this whole mask thing even now uh, i do think in ontario they went with mask mandates and i think that's been an issue in in quebec vancouver of course where there's never been a mask mandate we have anti-mask uh demonstrations yeah and we, and and when we in the middle of our non-lockdown we had an anti-lockdown pro it's just like what so <laughs> It's the that's 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 BC baby. We're from. <laughs> it's the not affiliated not affiliated with reality party. Is who's yeah, doing that? Yeah, yeah. We're from the we're from the altered coast. Uh, yeah, the evidence is we've we looked a little earlier. The evidence on masks is is solid. Uh, yeah. It is it is accumulated. It keeps accumulating, and every bit of evidence just strengthens the case. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe there was room for some legitimate uncertainty in February. There is no more. I mean, there, there are no scientists, there are no respiratory uh, physicists, chemists, infectious disease specialists who are saying that masks don't make a difference. Uh, only Twitter cranks at this stage and mm -hmm. Facebook moms are the ones saying that masks don't make a difference. They absolutely make a difference. Yep. Uh, number four, wealthy elites are using the virus to profit from vaccines. Well, e even if that were true, not yet. Although, here's the thing: uh, not vaccines, but uh, wealth. I'm sure wealthy elites uh, invested in remdesivir and in HC HCQ and like a lot yeah. of these bullshit claims, right? And that's yeah. why I think we yeah. got a lot of the bullshit claims. Here's a news flash for everybody, and I'm going to pull the mic real mouth just to make this clear get the rudolph nose going wealthy elites profit off of everything yeah yeah that's a separate problem we're gonna have to fix outside of this fucking pandemic and uh if you want to fix it i'm on board right let's get them uh get the vaccine and if donald rumsfeld makes a dollar donald rumsfeld makes a dollar but save your life. Just don't die on principle. Yeah. I, or not that principle. Just tax the shit out of everybody who's doing ridiculously well because of the pandemic. That's just what you got to do. 
and then the money goes. It's wealth redistribution. I have no problem talking about it. A whole bunch of people have become way, way wealthier during this pandemic, while a whole lot more people have become a lot poorer. Let's take it from the people doing fine and give it to the people who aren't doing fine so that then everybody's doing fine and they're vaccinated and then the economy starts up again. Anyway, all right, that was my rant. Number five. Uh, number five. This is the one. This is we've we've hit it, this one hard. Yeah, it, and it won't still won't die. Hydroxychloroquine I, is an effective treatment. Bullshit. Uh, it's it's just beautiful watching this complete avalanche of studies now coming in that hydroxy hydroxychloroquine is bupkis. It it doesn't help in severe disease. It doesn't help in moderate disease. It doesn't help in mild disease. It doesn't help in prevention. And it's dangerous. It's a really important drug. If you have lupus or certain other autoimmune disorders, it can even be life-saving, but it has no role in right. COVID-19. But it's also dangerous, isn't it? The thing that... Yes. Can, yeah, yeah. Yes. If you take this drug improperly, it will kill you. It will kill you dead. It will give you a fatal <laughs> heart rhythm. That's very hard to recover from. I That's not something you can walk off. I don't know why the nail in HCQ's coffin was not the fact that Donald Trump did not get HCQ. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even the number one HCQ pimp, when push came to shove, didn't take HCQ. No, I'm not going to get that. We'll pay for it. Yeah. No, doesn't yeah. do anything. And I hear it's dangerous. And I'm an old man. I don't want my heart to explode. Uh, yeah, that's mm. that's totally why HCQ. Donald Trump didn't. Anybody tries to tell me it works. Don, Donald Trump didn't take it. Boom. If it had a chance, he'd have taken it. Uh, six increases in cases are the result of increased testing. Oh, this one, this really just kind of goes back to what? Were you paying attention in math class in grade seven when we talked about fractions and decimals? Did, did you pay attention at all? Like, if there's a parking lot full of cars in the dark and you can't see the cars, and you send somebody out to count the cars. They if did. they keep counting, there's going to be more and more cars. The counting isn't causing the cars. Yeah. It's simply detecting them. Yeah. This is not... Oh, there's only there's only four cars in the parking lot because is... I got cold and I came back in the house. This is not the eternal champion carving reality out of chaos with his magic sword. The reality mm. is there. The infected people are there. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't like the the fact that anybody would hear that and go, "Oh, okay, that makes sense. Now I'll be on his side." Like I don't That makes me weep for humanity. When There was one very brief little conspiracy theory that led off of this that some people were saying, "Well, the test swabs are loaded with the virus, and that's why the testing is causing the cases." Right. Like, so, so there were some people absolutely willing to stab themselves in the brain to make Donald Trump correct on this. And it is fascinating and horrifying the to really watch. The really amazing technology time. is that this virus works backwards through time in that you get the test and infected and that goes back in time to give you the symptoms that make you think that you should go in and get tested. Like that's mm. that's the like they've got this time crossing bacterial or viral technology. I don't know how we can possibly stand up to such people, 
with such impossible technology. And the other thing that happens too, when outbreaks really get going, is the percentage of positive tests goes up and up and up and up, no matter how much you expand your testing, which is clear evidence that we're not keeping up with this thing. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's expanding more rapidly than we're able to test. Yeah. So, you know, these things move independently of each other. Yeah. They've got nothing to do with each other. The cars are coming and going from the parking lot, whether or not you're counting them. So number seven, herd immunity will protect us if we let the virus spread through the population. Sigh. There's just so much to say about this. It's not, I mean, first. It's not go ahead, Joe. You got not, something there. It's not protecting if you let it go through the population. Sorry, go ahead. First of all, herd immunity isn't a concept that exists with wild disease. So mm -hmm. herd immunity only applies in a vaccinated population. And the herd is the is the vaccinated barrier that prevents the spread of the wild disease. Like we've talked about before, measles would be, if there was any virus you could get herd immunity against, it would be measles. Because you can only get measles once and you have lifelong immunity after you catch it. Mm. And yet, before the era of the measles vaccine, there were about a million cases of measles. After the measles vaccine, and before the mid-90s, when Wakefield fucked everything up, measles cases had dropped, like, precipitously. Mm -hmm. there, were, there were many, many years in North America where there were zero cases of measles. That, my friends, is herd immunity. With the coronavirus, first of all, let's say everybody in the population does coronavirus. Well, first of all, that is going to be millions of deaths, Right. Not not yeah. Not not this lightweight two hundred and thirty thousand stuff. We're talking millions. Second, we don't know how long you retain natural immunity to coronaviruses. So that thing could just keep circulating around and around and around and mowing down the population again and again and again each time it circulates. Mm -hmm. It's not like you got magical lifelong immunity after you get the coronavirus once. You can only give robust immunity through vaccination, with targets on things that the vaccine can target in a way that you, if you're lucky, your antibodies will target. If you're unlucky, they won't. We don't all have the same kind of antibody responses unless we expose everyone to the same kind of antigen to guarantee the same kind of response to a vaccine. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, just Go ahead. Just on the face of it. Like, oh, herd immunity, we'll just let everybody get it and we'll be fine. Like, no, but the idea is to make it so people don't get it. Yeah. Like, again, yeah. it's just yeah. the exact opposite of thinking. Like, right. Like, you need 60 to 70% of the people to get it to get herd immunity. If the, it, Like, as you point out, it doesn't happen naturally. Like, it just doesn't. You're but, right. like, even if it did... You're still asking 60 to 70 percent of people to get it, which, as you noted, millions of deaths like it's not right. it's not a solution. That's all you're no, saying no. is don't worry. It won't be the end of humanity. Some of us will live. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, folks, we never developed herd immunity to measles. No. We never developed herd immunity to polio. We never developed herd immunity to diphtheria. These things were with us. 
for hundreds and hundreds of years, millennia, and we just never, ever managed to get to herd immunity until vaccination. Yep. Which leads us to number eight. Uh, I haven't heard this one very much, thankfully, but probably because it's not, we haven't picked one yet. There's no vaccine yet, right? So the anti-vaxxers haven't been able to beat this one. But I'm sure this will be happening. A COVID-19 vaccine will be unsafe. Now here I I can kind of say, yeah, I can see legitimate worries about the, the vaccine because of the incredible amount of political interference in the FDA mm-hmm. by the Trump administration. Trump absolutely wants to announce a vaccine before the election as something to turn his numbers around. He's got less than a Scaramucci of time left to until that election. For those who don't know, that was, you know, if you remember, Anthony Scaramucci was briefly his, uh, was he his chief of staff or his press secretary? Uh, press secretary. But he lasted 11 days. Yeah. And uh, that came that unit of time came to be known as the Scaramucci. There's less than a Scaramucci left. Um, as badly as uh, El Presidente wants there to be a vaccine, it's just not happening. But... The fact that he has been on record blasting so hard with his with the big world's biggest bully pulpit, I think I can see how that might get people on the fence about this vaccine, feeling like there might be some kind of political interference. The good news is Anthony Fauci has pushed back, a lot of corporations have pushed back, and it's simply um, not the case. The vaccine is being developed rapidly, but it's also being developed safely. So, and a bunch uh, of them are, and and I think I get the feeling like, especially with the pushback that we've seen the companies do on things like this, uh, like yeah. signing onto agreements and stuff. I th- I feel like the companies all recognize that even if if they were to win the vaccine race, but then fuck it up because they didn't do it right, that would mean also the end of their companies. Like they want to win right. the race, but you can't turn that victory into a pyrrhic one where you then get sued by the rest of the population of the planet because you didn't actually do your due diligence and make sure that it worked or that it didn't cause some kind of side effect that was awful. Yeah. So I feel like they want to get this right. Yeah. And we all, we all really want them to get too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My thought for denialist of the week, why don't we show the, the, the little CBS 60 minutes clip first and then explain why. Uh, oh, the what happened afterwards? Yeah, sure, sure. So let's get ready. There he is. We're back in the White House for denialist honors. Here we go. What about Thanksgiving? Should people feel safe to get together teams. with their family? with their grandparents, with their aunts and uncles. No. Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. Me too. And, and I'm looking forward to it with our family. With a big, with extended? I think that's a decision every American family can make based on the circumstances in their community, the, the vulnerability of particular family members. You know, one of the things we apprehended early on is that seniors, particularly those with serious underlying health conditions, are the most at risk uh, for a serious outcome if they contract the coronavirus. And so uh, 
families may make a decision that, that certain elderly family members might take a pass. But, but I think the difference between President Trump and me and, and some of the public voices in this debate over the last year has been we trust the American people. What about Thanksgiving? Wait, wait. Should <clears throat> he doesn't trust the American? Are you saying that President Trump doesn't trust the American <laughs> people? Wait, wait. I think the difference. Hold on. I think the difference between President Trump and me and, and some of the public voices in this debate over the last year has been we trust the American people. Oh, so he's OK. No, I'm parsing it. He says what's different yeah. between him and Trump brackets. Right. And some of the public voices is he and Trump right. trust the. OK, I thought he was saying Trump didn't trust. OK. I parsed it right. It was, it was full of that that I'm talking slowly and picking my way through the conversation so that I don't step on landmines. Talk that politicians do. So he got to where he wanted to go in a weird way. Um, right. Okay. So there's that. What the? Yeah. I didn't answer the question. No. No. So the answer then, of course, is yes. Go, go have Thanksgiving with the folks at home. Why can't you say people can make that decision themselves, but I would strongly urge you to not do it unless you absolutely have to? Why can't you do... Isn't that, isn't that what politicians are supposed to do is be pick that Weasley middle of the, li middle of the line, not really say anything, but you can well, still sure. get it across... <laughs> like, but you see, but but the president's had it now, and it's nothing to fear, and no one should fear it. <clears throat> Just the old people who but, are coming to your Thanksgiving. But there's still one neuron in Mike Pence's brain that inhabits reality and knows that this is a bad idea. So he has to say his weird gobbledygook. Yeah. yeah. But what did we learn today? We learned earlier today. It came. The story came out pretty rapidly in two parts. So initially, we learned that Bam. two Pence aides tested positive, including his chief of staff, who, by the way, was one of the most anti-interventionists on the coronavirus. Nope, no mask mandates. Nope, we're not going to put any restrictions. Nope, no lockdowns. So the 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 um let the virus run wild advocate in chief has tested positive for the coronavirus. And later in the day, three more became positive. Mm -hmm. So there are now five cases around Mike Pence that are positive, which is the reason that the Rose Garden coronavirus super spreader event is now up to 43 cases. That's, uh, by the way, four times the number of cases in all of Newfoundland. Um, where was I going with that? I think that's where I was going with that. So here he is on 60 Minutes. Oh, I love Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite holidays. So here's a guy positive with the coronavirus right beside the vice president during the vice president debate. Mike Pence has refused to disclose his coronavirus status. Isn't this the Wisconsin asshole? What's his name? That's right. Scott Walker. Scott Walker. 
That's oh, right. I hope he gets it bad. Let's uh, <laughs> Scott Austerity Walker. And in response, Mike Pence has said he is not curtailing his public schedule. He is not reducing any of his public events. Congratulations, Michael Pence, Vice President of the United States. You are Vile Transmission Nihilist of the Week. That guy. Now, here's an interesting contrasting view from former governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie. Uh, who wrote Wall yeah. Street Journal. I'll just put a link in. Or do you want me to... There's a video here. I don't know if that would... Do you want me to play Oh, it? is there a video of, uh, I of don't, Christie? I don't... It says, WSJ opinion, the Obama-Biden virus response. I don't think it, that's mm, the that's story. That's probably a different thing. Oh, okay. But yeah, he, um, he, 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 he titled an editorial that he wrote, an opinion piece for the Wall Street Journal, I should have worn a mask. Yes, Chris, Action. you yeah. should have worn a mask. We're glad you're alive. We're glad that um, you survived the coronavirus, and you're the like the one guy, the one white male conservative in America who came back from that experience and was like, "Oh, some mistakes were made." And it's and here, but here's the thing: I mean, yes, he should have worn a mask, but more importantly for him, anyway everybody around him should have been wearing masks that is the thing that's going to protect him from getting it right so right. his i should have worn a mask i hope that i i can't read the article because it's paywalled but i hope that that article says because i infected people i cared about that that's why he should have worn a mask and it's true that's why he should wear a mask and we do know the mask will protect you a little bit from Corona. I mean, obviously it's going to protect mm -hmm. a bit, but it's mostly that if you have it, you should wear it. So you don't affect others. So the people around right. him, like it's almost, I, I feel like I can understand not giving a shit about yourself. Like I, <laughs> I get it. I get that. I, I understand being like, I don't give a fuck if I catch this, I don't fucking let it take me. I'll fucking die. This world sucks anyway. It's fine. But like, you gotta wear that mask to fucking stop taking everybody else with you. Like, yeah, yeah. <sighs> but good on you, Chris Christie. Yeah. So does that mean you're now going to support the Joe Biden campaign for a reality-based science platform no. that's going to actually no. contain the pandemic? His opinion. Is that what that means? His opinion's viable. He's. He said the truth. He's admitted he was wrong before about things. I'm sh like, I feel like, like I have seen him. I feel like I have seen Chris Christie be awful and then him go, oh, oops, that was wrong of me before. And now here he is again. And like, didn't he, he called out Trump early on when Trump was running. Didn't he? He was running against Trump, wasn't he? And totally called yeah. him out and then just totally bent the knee. Yeah, I don't fucking... Yeah. Fuck that guy. His yeah. career should be over. I don't care. Uh, I Let's move on to something good. I'm going to show... All right. Time for the good stuff. You guys have hung with us this good long. Good stuff for the week. This is one. Rob has not heard this yet, but Rob is a big Werner Herzog fan. Um, and this was... This is about a year old. Uh, this is uh, somebody interviewing Werner Herzog. 
and then playing him a clip of comedian Paul F. Tompkins, who we're both big fans of, doing a Werner Herzog impersonation. Your voice is part of the attraction. Yes, and you can tell yes, uh, that it's very tell. easy to uh, make satires and to imitate my voice. You see the internet is full of imposters. Do you know imposters. there's a comic actor and writer, Paul F. Tompkins, who has done one. Uh, do you know it? Uh, no. Let me play a bit for you uh, and see what you think. This is him doing the character on uh, Andy Daly's podcast. Okay. If you don't mind, I've just uploaded this review to Yelp. <laughs> this okay. is the Trader Joe's on Hyperion. <laughs> Madness reigns. <laughs> Inside, human beings scramble like beetles whose rock has been upended. Though the aisles are wide, it is impossible to avoid physical contact with your fellow shoppers. It is a grotesque parody of the bazaar at Marrakesh, as if dumb animals had been granted only the amount of sentience required to mock humanity. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to get the dark chocolate peanut butter cups. They are right by the register. <laughs> what? How would he make of that? Well, the accent could be better, but it's a very funny text. That's, that's good stuff. <laughs> I, I thought so, it. too. I thought so, too. What's his name? Paul F. Tompkins. My congratulations. <laughs> Your voice is part of the attraction. Yes, and you can tell... <laughs> Oh, he took that well. I like it. And also, just that he's... I just love that, well, the accent could be better. <laughs> and it's yeah. it's true. It's good, but it's not perfect. Um, but yeah, the text. I love that it's just an honest review. Like, <laughs> right? Like, steps back, doesn't worry that it's about him. Well, the accent could be better, but the text was quite good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Here's else? some good news for all of us, folks. Oh, we're going to... As we're... you know, The Mandalorian Season 2 is coming. Yeah. And in honor of that, this was some video today. This was Rob's choice. My mom... So uh, while I'm queuing this up, let's. Uh, my mom, I love her. I love my mom. Um, she's not really much of a of a nerd. You're right. Like she's put up with me growing up being a huge nerd my whole life and stuff like that. And it's known I've liked all that nerd stuff. Uh, my mother is also notorious for if we will watch a movie together, she will pass out. Like. Like, like not in the movie theater. Obviously, in the movie theater, she makes it. But she will just end up falling asleep on the couch. She'll just, like, she might just lie back in the chair and just be like this and, and be out or in her comfy chair or might turn sideways. Like, she might lie down like this to watch it, and then I'll look over and she'll be asleep. Last Christmas, I went to her place for, uh, for our little Christmas gathering, and she stayed up through five episodes of the mandalorian and is now an absolute baby yoda fan here we go and there's Werner herzog i would like to see the baby i would like to see the baby this is what was causing all the fuss i think it's a child what a precious little creature ready to lay low and stretch your legs for a couple of months you little womp rat 
Moff wants to eat it. I don't ask questions. Ow! I have no idea if he wants to eat it it's or a, hang it on his wall. Jason Sudeikis is that uh, stormtrooper. He's the guy from uh, Ted Lasso. This is the one that you hunted and saved? Yes, the one that saved me as well. Come on, baby. Do the magic hand thing. Is Disney giving us anything for this? We're just... Stop touching things. What is it? It is a foundling. It is in your care. Here we go. You're welcome, Disney. I, I know that things are rough for you. <laughs> so you're welcome for that free advertising. You giant corporation trying to force its people to work at its theme parks. Ugh. But we want to see the baby. I mean, I hate how much I love Baby Yoda. Yeah. And I, where's my mask? I don't know. I, yeah, we've all seen my mask before. It's a Mandalorian mask. I I have still yet to meet a single person who has also worn a Mandalorian mask so that I could say this is the way to them. It hasn't. I haven't even had actually anybody go, hey, like that out in the wild. It's just been. That's rough, man. Looks. It's I know. It's tough being a Mandalorian. They're, they're, they're very small, isolated pockets of them. <laughs> it's true. Scattered so around. So many people don't recognize my Mandalorian mask, even though it's... And they've had to re rely on, you know, pretty unsavory employment. Yeah, Business yeah, opportunities yeah. to survive. Uh, the Mandalorians will rise again. I, I, have, uh, I have faith in Sabine Wren. I believe that she will get the Darksaber back from the bad guy, Moth. I can't remember his name in The Mandalorian. But yeah, so, so con, con Hermanos Poyos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Moff, Moff Hermanos uh, Poyos. Uh, I, by the way, we've mentioned Ahsoka Tano is going to be in this season of The Mandalorian. Ahsoka Tano being from Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, but yeah. but the rumor, Rob, is so is Sabine Wren. Oh wow! Okay, so this is going to be a confrontation over that black saber. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. All right, all right. If you haven't watched Star Wars Rebels or The Clone Wars, uh, you've got some homework, people. It's very pleasant homework, I, but well, there's quite a lot of it. Well, well, I I feel like it probably exists, but I feel like there needs to be a document for people who want to watch Clone Wars that literally goes, all right, you can skip all these episodes. Here's a summary of what happens, but then these ones are good. Because, like, Clone Wars is so hit or miss for me. There's so much of it I just really don't like. Uh, Rebels, much, much better. I'm sorry, we're nerding out now. Moff Gideon says no. Moff All right. Gideon, that is the name. Thank you, Fred Bremer. Not Moff Hermanos Poyos. Moff Gideon. And that will start. So I guess uh, that's it. I think that's... we've uh, I think we've said our piece. It will, we, we will have seen the first episode by, by next episode because it's, uh, it's Friday that episode one drops for The Mandalorian. So mm -hmm. we'll see you next week at 7 o'clock p.m. to talk about all the stuff that's happened in the week leading up to The Mandalorian Season 2 Episode 1. Because right. it's, yeah. it's <laughs> it's, that is the, the sparkling gem in a week full of shit, I think. Well, actually, we have some good news here in BC. We had our local BC provincial elections. That's another good stuff. Our our progressive uh, provincial party, the New Democratic Party, has won a majority victory. 
so they have 55 of, uh, I think they needed 49 to have a majority. So a pretty solid majority. They can. They cleared that bar. Yeah. Absolutely cleared that bar. Uh, yeah. yeah. And we might want to talk about, maybe we should have uh, uh, Ian on or something next week and talk about, uh, I, we briefly touched on it before the show. Sorry, we're winding up and it's taking a long time, but maybe we'll, we're leaving a little hint for next week that like now that they've won this kind of this full on majority, they can <clears throat> move past it is now the time when this party can take those chances and do strict covid rules because i felt like before this happened they were like we're gonna have an election soon and we can't piss off the electorate too much even if mm. it's what needs to be done so are we going to see a shift in bc over to a stronger mask mandate uh, are we going to see bonnie henry laying down the line the law more are we going to see closures as because we've got numbers rising we're gonna have to see next week so see ya spread the word not the virus not the virus We'll see you next week on Viral Transmission. Peace out. Peace.